You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hey everyone and welcome to the room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This is episode number 310. We're discussing Peacemaker's continued success and Toy Fair at Home reveals. I'm on your host, Tim. And I am Ian. Woo, just you and I. You gotta fill the shoes of not only Carlos, but Troy. But I know you are up to the task, my dude. Uh, fill, fill the shoes, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, man, it's, it's it's exciting to have you back here on the podcast. It has been a few weeks. You've been busy at home. Carlos and Troy are busy right now. Me, my life is podcasting. My life is the nerd room, so I'm going to be here each and every week. But yet again, we have a nice full slate of nerd to discuss. We've had a couple great live streams, including our Power of the Force live stream and our Peacemaker and Book of Boba Fett live stream we did last Friday with the boys over at Vigilante 1939. So if you want to get a deep dive into both of those shows, go over to the Nerd Room YouTube channel and check that out. But this week, we're actually going to continue that conversation on Peacemaker. So we're not doing a deep dive, but there's been a reveal of what is next for this character, for this universe. And there's also been a big reveal as to how well this show is doing, showing that the divergent content that DC and HBO Max are putting out there is actually catching on with the GA. So we're going to break some of that down. We're also going to talk about, of course, Toy Fair. This is usually a big time for us, this February frame, for us toy collectors because of the humongous New York Toy Fair that usually occurs here in February. It was canceled again, but that doesn't stop some of these big toy producers from revealing what is next for us, what's going to be taking and weighing down our wallets, taking all that extra little coin that we got, we've been saving up through Christmas and just throwing it out to pre-orders. So we're going to break all of that down. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> right? And we're only partway through the week. So, <laughs> And then, of course, we're going to finish this thing off with our weekend there. We're going to let Ian catch us up on what he's been doing over the last month or so. But let's not waste any more time, my dude. Let's get into it with this week in Nerd. All right, everyone, welcome to our weekly news segment where we break down the latest and the greatest from the world of nerd. And we're going to pick it up right here with Peacemaker. Peacemaker, it's a, it's a global phenomenon. This show has absolutely taken myself to another level. I thoroughly enjoyed what James Gunn and company have been able to put to screen with this show. Like I said, you can go check out my detailed thoughts on this over on our YouTube channel. But Ian, bring us up to speed here as to your thoughts on Peacemaker before we get into some of the 
news that has hit after this wonderful eight episode season. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I guess for me, like if people listened before, I kind of said even on Twitter that for me, Peacemaker, I wasn't that interested in it at first. And I kind of was a little skeptical. I didn't think it was going to be as popular as everyone was making out. And, you know, I thought the hype was a little unjustified. And man, like I was so wrong. Like this show just Mm -hmm. became so so popular but it just became essential viewing for me and it was probably the show that every week i look forward to the most and that was crazy because you know i'm probably the, the biggest boba fett fan i know i absolutely love boba fett and peacemaker just just took over yeah. man it was the show that i wanted to watch every single week um i mean cena i think was of course the star of the show but man he absolutely killed it and you know just to see this guy and the range of acting that he can he can pull off um, was was insane. the The show was emotional. I never ever mm. expected that man. Like I got teary eyed through different episodes, and I did not expect that from from this show. And what James Gunn pulled off there was was just was just amazing. Like the 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 humor throughout the show, um, you know the the character development that they pulled off. Uh, the amazing visuals and the storytelling. I, I just felt like everything was was spot on with that show. So it was one that, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed. It's one that I, I kind of went back for repeat viewings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a show that had me actually laughing out loud. It had, had me standing up out of my seat. And yeah, it's, I think, incredible what they actually pulled off with, with The Peacemaker. And I'm so glad that, you know, worldwide it's been such a success and, and so many people have, jumped onto the show and, and recognized how great it is and you know leaves the door open for a very uh uh you know a very successful future for them i hope we're going to yeah. see a lot more from from this this show mm-hmm. yeah it really set a great foundation for what is next i think in the whole dc universe this like you said this show was a show that all of us thought yeah it's gonna be good it's james gunn it's cena but it's not going to be the level of Hawkeye or Book of Boba Fett or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And for me personally, even being a big MCU fanboy, Peacemaker is my favorite streaming service TV show in this genre ever. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> like it, it, it does something, like you said, it's special. It is able to take the comedic side, the emotional side, the ensemble cast where you care about each and every one of these people. It balances out a big plot with very centric character development on each and every person. Mm -hmm. It does so much work to pick characters up and progress them to a point where you're so satisfied with it. But also in itself, it is contained. Like this show could stand on its own. It doesn't need a season two. It doesn't need a sequel film. This can be a self-contained show and it set everyone up to continue but it also gives you a satisfying conclusion to everything it's not a cliffhanger show which i think is extremely valuable because a lot of these shows right now are being built with cliffhangers with what is next because i think more so than ever the streaming service platforms is providing an avenue to produce content without a huge dependence on this being a wild runaway success, right? You're not depending on commercials. You're not depending on viewership week on week out. Like it is beneficial, 
but it's being supported by something much grander. And that is the need for a library. That is the need to continuously put out brand new content, especially in the infancy of these platforms. And so mm -hmm. like the book of Boba Fett, I think we can universally agree that we liked it, but didn't love it in a real world scenario that might not get a season two, but I think on Disney plus it's for sure getting a season two. I don't have any doubt that they're going to turn away from that. I think they mm -hmm. lay these things out and that's what you're going to get. Look, we talked last week about this Lord of the Rings, rings of power thing that's coming to Amazon. That's yeah. getting five seasons. It doesn't matter yeah, how good or bad it is. It's getting five seasons. Yeah. And so the, the platform and the structuring is a little different, but James Gunn here said, I'm going to make a season of a show. I'm going to leave these characters in a place where someone could come along if they wanted to and pick them up and take them to the next step or next level. But they can also just sit here and you still have a satisfying conclusion. Even though he did that, we're still getting a season two. They quickly yeah. announced after the finale that season two of Peacemaker is coming. It will be written and directed by James Gunn. And so that is extremely encouraging and very hopeful because James Gunn himself, just from what we've seen him do, he doesn't like repetition. He's going to take these characters in a different way, different direction, and have a completely different story because, like I said, this story is done. Morocco, mm -hmm. I don't really think we're going to pick up on the butterflies and all this. It's going to go in a different way, and they're going to have a different path to really run with these characters. And now we have that built-in emotional connection. So I'm even more excited for season two. Yeah, me too. I think as well with James Gunn, it definitely, I think it definitely suits, I mean, this this content definitely suits his, mm. you know, his style and his his direction. And, you know, he's even just said recently that, you know, after Guardians of the Galaxy, he's going to move away from everything Marvel and, and concentrate mm -hmm. on, more on the DC side of things. And I think just because he has the, that freedom and, you know, he can kind of use his own, his, his writing style and his humor and, and his, his direction to, to, you know, the advantage of, of the content that we're getting. So I think he's, he's a great pick for, for this show. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like with the one thing I, I can say with the Peacemaker, like I did feel that there were some, he did play something safe. Uh, for example, like the story was very much like the Suicide Squad with a kind of, you can see that relation with the butterflies and, and Starro. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that that was a, a pretty good choice. And I think he, you know, he kind of, it was a nice transition and it'll be good to move into something next time very different. So I think it was a very a wise yeah. uh, choice for him to make. Uh, and yeah, it's great. Like, I just, I just loved. I just want to see these these characters again. It's kind of funny to to have these new characters come in, and and you know, it's it's an interesting one where like there there are characters that have things that I don't like about them, but at the same time, I love them. You know, like vigilantes, mm -hmm. just this character that at times started to irritate me, but then when I realized that that was the point. I kind of liked him even more. Like, you know, I love I just... vigilante. <laughs> <laughs> but then you just have these more kind of down to earth characters that, that kind of uh, a, a nice contrast, you know, with um, Adebayo. I mean, she was, mm -hmm. she was fantastic for that the whole thing. And I think Economos it's just, it's just the... one that's, it's very grounded character as well. Right. Like he has, yeah, yeah. He doesn't do a whole bunch, but he has one of like the most pivotal monologues in the whole show at the end. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's great. I just, I think that's, that's Gunn's talent. You know, he's just great at bringing 
teams together and his his character work is is fantastic mm. so yeah it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see whether they'll bring in new characters with the second season i mean they i'm guessing they will um, yeah but it'd be interesting to see if they can get any bigger hitters to come in like they might have some cameos from some of the people that we saw in suicide squad um and i think with what the I success think- of this a lot of people will you know, a lot of celebrities will want to jump on board and will mm-hmm. want to get in there. Well, I think the cast experience with James Gunn on the Suicide Squad does open the door for that. Like, everyone wants to work with this guy. And I think these streaming platforms also offer up the opportunity for cameos like that, like a, what is it, Deadshot or Harley Quinn or something like that to be possible. Because like we've seen on Disney+, Plus, no one is off the table. I don't think, right, for cameos in these shows. And so we often think of these as, as the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right, where it's we're going to mention stuff but never have it actually cross over. And I don't think that's really the case. You know, from that huge cameo, spoilers here, that huge cameo or two cameos, the end of Peacemaker, I think goes to show that really anything is possible. And Gunn himself, as a creative, is a builder. You look at what he did with Guardians. You look at what he even did with Guardians 2. He's always adding little pieces and then Guardians 3, I think, is going to get to a level where he's satisfied that he can't build anymore, and he'll probably mm-hmm. start taking it apart, to be honest with you. And I think what he's attracted to on the DC side of things is that he's effectively setting the foundation for what the quote-unquote new DC film universe is going to be built off of, with the Suicide Squad being a soft reboot, establishing the connectivity of Peacemaker with Aquaman and The Flash and those characters and those actors being present in this show i think that's it for him right he's building something more here he has the ability to run creatively where i think the guardians are starting to run out a little steam you got to really start to do something different with them um and he might be at a point with marvel where it's like he's done what he can do and he can't explore anymore yeah so i agree that, that that's pretty exciting to see and just on your point too about the success of this james Gunn actually tweeted out on the day of the finale release that this the finale itself had the biggest single day performance from for a max original series ever and the final finale viewing was up 44 percent from the premiere so you have to think like that's a lot of word of mouth so almost 50 percent higher from the premiere of episode one to what you're getting in the finale and so (laughs) that shows a huge build of word of mouth of people coming into this show hearing the quality of it getting hooked on it and actually being present for that finale. And that's just the people that watched it day and date release. And then you look at the follow-up from that. Like I didn't watch it till I think Thursday morning I watched it. And so I'm not watching it until the day after it's released. And so there's a lot of people like that too. So it just shows there's the numbers, right? This isn't, and I think the clarity that needs to be there, this is a max original. So this isn't paired up against like what an HBO show, like game of Thrones. So I don't think it's, comparing it to that it's comparing to like the max stuff so the stuff that's come out in the last couple years but still a humongous success for like you said a show that all of us were like sure it's james gunn he's doing something i like this character in the suicide squad we'll see where this goes and here we are and i'm like shitting saying this is like my favorite superhero tv show of all time so yeah if you guess if you have not seen it get out there hbo max get into peacemaker i recommend it to a colleague at work and he said he watched the first two episodes and he loved it. 
it's it's as well like his introduction of these characters these are characters that we just don't even know about and i think that's a great mm. thing that he does like he makes us fall in love with these characters that yeah you don't have to have all this background knowledge of and i think you know for me at the start i was probably one of those guys who wasn't that bothered about it because peacemaker wasn't the most interesting character to me and it wasn't you know the way he kind of finished off with uh suicide squad it was kind of a, a weird choice um mm-hmm. and i Agreed. think you know very quickly I just I just fell in love with the show and I just realized what was going on here and I think that's what's happened to to a lot of people you know a lot of people it was a kind of oh here's a new show you know it's a DC show let's give it a go and people were just surprised by it and that's why it just mm-hmm. gradually picked up and that's why lots of people jumped on it and it is it is quite unique as well you know it's very James Gunn stylized so it is you know it's interesting to watch it's something new it's something fresh uh, and I think that's that's yeah. a really good thing. I think for me, like it's also had a very positive knock-on effect. Whereas I know you guys are big kind of uh, DJ fans, and you you're kind of really excited for Black Adam. And to be honest, I'm not a huge. I like Dwayne Johnson as a guy, but as an actor, I don't find him that interesting. I find him fitting certain roles really well when he yeah. kind of plays himself within that role. And I don't really see him being such a, a diverse character where he's going to be, I can see him as a character. I always see him as The Rock. And the same, same I issues. saw John, John Cena was the same uh, for me. And, you know, I I just thought, like, I can't see. Now, when I think of John Cena, I think of Peacemaker. And I mm. never thought that would happen. You know, yeah. and I'm I'm really now thinking that, this this is possible you know with with black adam i do think it's very possible very likely now that that you know dj will become black adam and and will be getting something amazing from that too so it definitely has raised my hype levels for upcoming stuff um mm-hmm. especially from you know particular actors and i think that's yeah. also a really good thing that it's achieved it's achieved mm-hmm. no fully agree with you there on dj like i'm a huge fan of his but he is just Dwayne Johnson in those films. And he's relatively the same character, whether it's in Fast and Furious or Jumanji or whatever that Red Notice. Like, it's it's all generally the same character, same person. And you have a hard time dislocating The Rock from it. Where I agree with John Cena. And I can I put this into the universe? I think John Cena is probably a better actor than Dwayne Johnson. Like he definitely has more range, I think. I wouldn't even say of... probably, man. I'd say 100% different. I'm just definitely. having a little problem saying this because <laughs> I love Dwayne Johnson so much. And like, this is like a full on like therapy moment where I'm actually admitting something that I've had a hard time saying out loud because I will, I'll take the probably off that John Cena is a better actor. Oh man, for some of the stuff that he pulls off in that show, the delivery of like humor and some of his lines and the emotion like you know you just you, this is this guy's a professional actor like he is yeah. absolutely fantastic and he you know he's a he's a top tier performer like he i'm not saying Dwayne johnson's a bad actor at all like he he's definitely isn't but you just even with you know his humorous moments um it just doesn't seem to have that that same kind of that same kind of impact and that same kind of range that Cena can mm-hmm. pull off. And I think, I don't know, DJ's gonna have to up his game, man. He's he's gonna see this and he's gonna have to uh, 
get some some acting classes. <laughs> we'll well, Black, Black Adam is what we hope it's going to be. Let's let's see if we can finally dislocate Dwayne Johnson from the character and the character to be what is front and center. That's that's what I'm looking for the most, and that's what I look for to John Cena. The benefit that Cena has, at least on my part, is I wasn't watching wrestling when he was a megastar. Mm-hmm. I was the Attitude Era guy, and so I I watched The Rock for years, and I followed his career, right? And so he is almost larger than life himself as a human being. And so yeah. there's that that's built into it as well. So there's like this personal bias that I see him as Dwayne The Rock Johnson first, as opposed to him being a character. And so he probably has to work harder for me personally, for my own bias, to get me seeing a character rather than him than Cena did. But then I don't want to take anything away from Cena because he's just incredible. He's able to to melt away any preconceived notions of the fact that he was a wrestler um, and that he is the size he is. He carries something completely different. When he sat in front of that piano, like that, that's a moment, right? That's him playing the piano. And so he's yeah. so committed to the craft. Like I'm... I'm assuming maybe he did, but I'm assuming he just learned that for that scene. Uh did he, he didn't play he didn't play that song on the piano. <laughs> I think he did. I bet you he did. I was watching it, man, and every time like there there's only certain parts where they actually show his fingers playing. Yeah, not maybe not the whole thing. <laughs> but I'm guessing there's when he's sitting there and playing, like I just in my head, whether it's headcanon or not, he's played that whole song. Like he learned that and did that. That's my I would not surprise me the way Cena is with some of this stuff that he actually ah oh, true yeah at least learn to play the portions that they're gonna film his hands <laughs> yeah and so. I mean like still for Cena it's quite it's kind of early days with his acting career like for me like I've never been into wrestling at all so I, I've I'm never been I've never really seen The Rock or Cena in, in the wrestling game and um you know I think with the with The Rock with with Dwayne Johnson I think his earlier roles were very kind of you know stereotypical roles for his his look and and they kind mm-hmm. of i think that was, might have been his downfall in a way where very early on his fame through acting came through very specific roles where he did play a very specific type of character yeah. um so i think yeah you know that's why i think with black adam i hope it isn't just a kind of brawler action movie i hope it, it mm-hmm. does have some you know levels of of, of good storytelling and, and emotion in it and it, yeah. and you know from the the latest reveals it does look like it, it will have some of that so yeah fingers crossed yeah yeah so there it is guys there's peacemaker and a little bit of dwayne the rock johnson talk of course and now when we're talking about the dwayne the rock johnson we gotta we gotta slide over to the oscars because my man's winning an oscar here before he uh he moves on from hollywood to bigger and better things like the presidential run in 2028 or whatever he's going to do in the u.s that's really no effect on you or i but <laughs> ultimately but oscars guys so a couple of weeks ago myself and carlos had a, a discussion about the oscars versus the box office so you can go back and check that out i make think like two or three episodes back where we discuss on some of the disconnect between what we're seeing making big money the ga is watching and what is at and being celebrated at the Oscars. And Carlos is able actually to reframe it for me in the sense that the Oscars is celebration and the accomplishment in filmmaking and not so much the celebration of what is big, what is everyone watching. But there's still an element, I think, of the Oscars that is missing when you're Spider-Man No Way Homes, when your Eternals and these type of films 
don't have a presence there outside of presenters, outside of bringing Tom Holland to say, I'm going to present the award for best visual effects or whatever. They are included in some way, in a very, very minor way, but they represent such a small portion of the overall nominations. And the acceptance there really is that the Oscars aren't built for the popcorn flicks. They're built to celebrate the art of filmmaking, essentially, is what and how Carlos put it, which I, I fundamentally agree with. But they must listen to the podcast because I think this was announced a couple of weeks ago, but it really didn't come to my attention until today, where they are actually including a most popular film category in this year's Oscars. Now, it is not being voted on by the Academy members. It will be a fan vote, so very similar to... I guess your Teen Choice Awards or your People's Choice Awards. But the inclusion of this is giving a little credence to the idea and concept that the films that people are going to watch and wanting to see represented, whether it is worthy or not, are not at the Oscars. And this is an acknowledgement that they need to bring some of that content in here and give the people a little bit of voice in what has been touted, what has traditionally been touted as the biggest film award of the year. So, what they've done, they've paired up and partnered with Twitter, the Oscars, the Academy, and they are doing what they're calling, I guess, for lack of a better term, their hashtag campaigns. So hashtag Oscar fan favorite and hashtag Oscar cheer moment, where on Twitter up until March 3rd, you can use that hashtag and pair it with the film that you want to win that category. Those will be tallied up and presented at this year's Oscars at the end of March. And so it's kind of just a, a nice way to acknowledge some of these films, a nice way to acknowledge a bit of the gap there. And it's going to be interesting to see how this actually evolves. Now, what I was seeing on Twitter that is getting a lot of attention is films like Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Champions of the Hashtag Campaigns, No Way Home, Cinderella, the Amazon one, which we watched as a family. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but it's going to be interesting to see how this is used because you're allowed to vote, I guess, up to 20 times per day with the film. And if you're really committed or you have a fan base is really committed to a campaign like this, you're going to see that film rise to the occasion and get some spotlight on the Oscar stage. So, Ian, is this is this a suitable way to include some of those big GA popcorny flicks, or are we going to see something that is just a a nice nod and not super representative of exactly what we want to see? Maybe more so of the Oscars. That's difficult. I think it's a bit of both. Like, I think it's a good idea. Um, but I'm not too sure about the execution because, like, you know, just seeing the ones that are kind of doing well at the moment, it just makes me think Sonny's there with his multiple accounts voting every day. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> we've got Cinderella. I think Cinderella's basically in the lead. That's, and I mean, yeah, like, I don't know how substantiated that is yet, but that's yeah. someone's counted, right? Or at least run a, a rough tally on it. And that's one I also saw had floated to the top as well. It's, Cinderella it's, look, it's, not a, dead. it's not a great movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I haven't watched Cinderella, so I can't really comment on that. But it's just not even a movie that I've really heard much about. Mm-hmm. Um, and even for Army it did to be up there, it just makes me wonder who 
who is actually putting in the effort to to send these these 20 votes a day and you know is it mm-hmm. going to be is it going to be fair is it going to be a just dif- like a, a a fair decision like i don't know cuz relying on twitter like you know people know what twitter's like and it's it's a great place for people to socialize and find like-minded people mm-hmm. um but there is a lot of you know groups of people who are very uh focused on their opinions and and you know would probably put in that extra effort to get their yeah. their movie or, or their their number one up there so it makes me wonder if it is the best way best way to handle it because i mean there were so many you know great fun movies that came out last year and mm. if it's something that's a fan favorite you know if it's just something that that people enjoyed watching and, and sat down and watched you know, I'm surprised we're not seeing No Way Home. I mean, just based on the success of that movie, how that can't be the number one pick. I just can't see how that's that's possible. Just based on box office, you know, their their profits. Like, I just can't understand that. It in itself should answer the question of which is the most the, the favorite mm. for the fans, um, because people went to watch that in the cinema multiple times, and yeah. you know, most people don't usually do that. Uh, and even other stuff like Ghostbusters Afterlife, like yeah, the, the fans love that movie. People just mm-hmm. had so much fun with that movie, and to not even hear people talking about that makes me wonder. You know, Army of the Dead. Like, I just I don't know if that's just because I just didn't like that movie, but I just can't see how that can win an award. Um, and well, it makes me wonder how they're even going to announce it because you know are these are all the people from these movies are we going to have the three spideys sitting there in the audience just in case they win the award i just can't see i don't who's going to even co- collect this award my guess would be it'll be like a video one where they've told them offline a couple of days before and they say can you just pop up your iphone give a recording saying thank you for this award type thing it's no one's gonna be sitting there. You're not. You're not gonna have Zack Snyder and the three Spider Men and Cinderella and whomever else, right? The Ghostbusters crew sitting there waiting for this award. Like it's not even technically an official Oscar. Like I don't know if they're gonna get a statue or if they're gonna get a smaller one or a different one. But it, it's it is an engagement thing, and fundamentally for the Oscars themselves, it it's a tool of promotion more so than recognition of the film. I would think. Yeah. And I I would almost I would almost think that a better way to approach it would be to say here's a list of movies vote on these. As opposed to yeah. being kind of just like a random hashtag campaign type thing where like Twitter's doing the tallying cuz they partnered with them so there is some formality in the data collection and how it's being counted but you'd almost want to say here's your five films based off of whatever and set some criteria i don't know then you get people arguing well why isn't army of the dead on there because it likely wouldn't make that list in any other case and so it's it's hard right it's how do you set this up so that it's fair it's transparent but at the same time that you're trying to lean towards your no way homes and these type of things your zack snyder's justice league should probably be on there as well the films that got talked about a lot the films and maybe there's a way to do it maybe there's not this is i guess maybe a one step forward to to bringing some of that overall recognition into it. You know, they had at one point, I believe a discussion around bringing in a most popular film category. 
that would actually be voted on by the Academy. And that was scrapped due to pushback inside of that organization and not wanting to have something like that recognized, like a, like just basically saying, because people liked it, we're going to give it an award. Mm. And, you know, Carlos commented a few weeks ago that the war reward for those films is the box office is the money is the return on those things. But it is a way to kind of evolve this. And that was kind of our final comments is that it's promoted as a program that is celebrating all film. And it usually uses presenters from the Avengers from no way home. Right. Will they reunite the Spider-Man on here to present an award for best something or other? So it's leveraging those box offices, but you're not seeing that content built into it is actually honoring and celebrating something completely different than the advertising is telling you, right? When you got Dwayne the Rock Johnson walking the red carpet, but none of his content is up for an award, right? You're just yeah. using that star and you're using the term, the Oscars, the Academy to represent everything when it's not really a true representation of all of Hollywood. I think that's where my yeah. biggest sticking point is. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do think it's a good idea. I, I think there are going to be positive points. I know that the the ratings and the you know the viewers have declined, you know, dramatically over the years mm -hmm. with the Oscars, and they've just lost the interest. And I think there are they are kind of worried about that, and they are trying to have a fix that kind of brings some people back. Yeah. And the people who are very passionate about their favorite movie are going to put in a lot of time to vote for this fan favorite. Uh, and then if they win, you know, that will bring in, in those people. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, they, they, it could be just a work in progress. Let's say it goes and they might even change so. it next, next year. I mean, like you have, I don't know the idea of having, tw if, I don't know the actual situation, but if it is 20 votes, you know, it should just be one vote per person. I think I don't really mm. see why they give people to put in mul just, multiple votes and hashtags. Like, how can you really... Yeah monitor hashtags like they'll be all over the place yeah, and um, it's just gonna be someone in twitter inside twitter is just gonna i don't know run the analytics on it and boom here you go like at the end of the day it's it's more i think a marketing tool than anything so yeah. but it's cool it'll it's be interesting different. to see Windsor. i guess yeah. most people will be watching that show just for that award i'm gonna to be honest with you it's it's got me curious about watching it just to see how that one plays out Ultimately, it's going to be announced on Twitter right away, but I may peek in just to see how this is actually approached. Because they did say like that they're going to choose three people who use the hashtag as long as you're in the States to fly them out and actually present the award. Okay. So uh, it's kind of cool that they're going to do that too. So I'm, I'm thoroughly interested in this now to see how this all shakes out and see the, the step evolution of it all. But, but... I think, man, it's time to, to talk some plastic. You know, Toy Fair. Toy Fair, this is yeah. like I said at the top, man. This is usually the time of year where we're getting at least a window into what the next few months are going to look like in the toy world and how much impact that's going to have on each of us. This year was canceled again, unfortunately. We did not get to see this big, huge event where you have hundreds of toy vendors out there pitching ideas showing us what is next the marvel and hasbro and NECA and all these stations with figures popping up and all these images from our favorite toy sites jumping out in front of us 
didn't happen. But a lot of these companies has taken it upon themselves to carve it a little window, especially across this weekend, because this was and has been the traditional Toy Fair weekend between now and the first couple of weeks of February. And so there are a couple of companies, specifically the likes of NECA and Hasbro, who really took the time to show us some of what is coming up. And there's a whole bunch of other, Mezco and a whole bunch of others have actually put stuff out there. But given some of the focus that we have here in the nerd room around that collector's scale, that six inch scale, there was quite a bit revealed in the, really with NECA and Hasbro that we're going to talk about here. And we're going to start with NECA. Now, we've talked about NECA a lot over the last couple of years, especially since Troy and I got into it and Carlos is sitting on the periphery of it somewhat. And it's been heavily focused in and around the Turtles. And for us 90s kids, TMNT was was everything. You know, to the point where I've gone back and collected a whole bunch of the Playmates, original figures. And what was never done was this 90s movie line. Go back, if you have not, if you're a new listener or you're a little younger than us, go back and watch that 1990s TMNT film. I watched it about a year ago. Man, it still holds up. It is so freaking good but we never got action figures that were an accurate representation of that they're always focused on the cartoons and yes that scale that playmate scale does have a token razor it does have some of the turtle films and they're of a piece with that collection but we never got that awesome representation until NECA started putting out the movie scale seven inch figures and man has it ever just pinned me down <laughs> I've got like 20 <laughs> figures now. I've got multiple wow. sets of the turtles. I just got my April a couple months ago. And I cannot get enough of this line. And unfortunately, at some point, they are going to run out of characters to do. There's only a finite amount of characters across, but I think they'll eventually do the three films, even though the third film is... Eh, it's not very good, but <laughs> yes. I still think we're going to get the turtles in time. But you NECA continues yeah. to pump out figures, minor variations, which I'm cool with. And one area that they have not touched a lot is the turtles from the second film, Secret of the Ooze. We've gotten Super Shredder. We've gotten Toka and Razor. We know we're getting Kino. He is coming. He's been teased. The digital renders out there. But there's always been this big question mark on the actual turtles and what they can do from those original sculpts released from the 1990 version of those characters. And at the end of last year, NECA usually puts out their, this is your collecting checklist and the secret of these turtles were on there. So got us all thinking, when are these coming? How are these coming? Well, they answered that question this week, guys, they're putting out in a homage to the first original release of the four turtles, they're putting out a four pack of the secret of the use turtles inside a giant VHS box, that white VHS box. that we all know from 91 and that will be a pre-order over on NECA. We'll talk about that in a minute. They'll also be dropping a secret of the use accessories pack, very similar to the one they did for the 1990 version where we have Everything from the apron that Donnie wore to the telephone bank that was in the sewer to Mini Toka and Razor. There's so much in here. It's all about fake photography, but I'm getting this this set, man. <laughs> Ian, talk to me a little bit about 
any experience you have with these turtles, I know you do the quarter inch scale or you have a couple of them mm-hmm. and whether or not you've jumped into this line and then just general thoughts on this big secret of the use reveal for the four turtles in the accessory pack. Yeah. The NECA figures, like something with, with NECA, like I've probably had quite a bit of history with NECA just because of the, the alien line and mm-hmm. You know, I absolutely love NECA. I always thought, felt that NECA was a little kind of underrated. It was one that people didn't talk about enough just mm-hmm. because the quality of the figures is, is absolutely fantastic. The detailing on these figures is amazing. They're slightly larger scale. And the price that they, they, they sell for is, is is really good too. And I think one thing that kind of turns people off a little is just the articulation on them. They're not so articulated as some of the, the, other, the other figures. Um, but yeah, I was so happy that you know, they, they've picked up turtles because what they did with those figures was just absolutely amazing. Um, and as soon as those one, uh, the one quarter scale, not one quarter inch, that'd be pretty small. The one quarter scale. Oh, did I say inch? <laughs> 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 well, funny, yes. The one quarter scale, uh, figures, um, once they came out, like I had to track this down. It was quite difficult with me, you know, living in Japan and, and these not being distributed here as, as, uh, openly as other countries, but like, the these figures are incredible and it's just a you know really major part of my childhood growing up with the turtles um especially when that movie came out like you said you know you go back and watch that movie i watched that movie not that long ago with my daughters and they absolutely loved it mm-hmm. and you know a movie that that's that's that old um it does really stand the test of time and it's, it's still a fantastic movie and that version of the turtles is 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 just just my favorite so just yeah, seeing them too. in figure form and how well they did them the detailing on them and how realistic they look um is incredible and for me like you know the the smaller scale came out and i passed on those and it was one of my biggest regrets you know not getting that small scale because the the big one quarter guys they're huge like mm-hmm. they weigh a ton there's very little you can do with them you don't really have that much uh, display options with them and i really wanted those that smaller scale and i've been i've been looking for them for for quite some time um but here like they do sell for quite a lot of money now so i, I tend to, to pass on them um and then they released that accessory pack which was which was amazing too just with all those extra head sculpts and all those extra yeah. accessories and what i really love now is you know even watching the, the reveal and these guys at NECA talking about it is that they're trying to make these pre-orders like open pre-orders yeah um exactly they're trying to make it, it a lot more accessible to collectors and they've kind of seen that so many people wanted these these figures and couldn't get them and they probably see how much they they resell for now mm-hmm. um, and what they're trying to do is they make them you know easily accessible to everybody so everybody can get hold of these and man they look great they they really do look so good. good right like they look so good and i thought the first ones were, were amazing and i the, the differences are, are just kind of minor little details, but just those mm-hmm. little, you know, the little ad, the little freckles that they add or yeah, the slight changing yeah. colors and um, the facial expressions are so different on, on each of the mm-hmm. different head sculpts, kind of like the, the first accessory pack. Yeah. And I have to get that, man. Like, I have to get that box. Like, yeah. there's no doubt in my mind that I will own that, that box set. And mm-hmm. I just love that now that they are making it more accessible, that there is a very good chance that i can get hold of them this this time yeah you, sh- you should be able to because like you said the pre-orders that they're doing and neca is is so collector focused 
and they recognize the shortcomings of big box stores and pre-orders and all that and how that has been a bit of a bane or a bit of a real pinch point for collectors. And they've been actually doing this for about two years now where most of their either highly sought after products or kind of mid-pandemic era products were all these two-week windows. And so they're doing the same thing here where you they have an open window of two weeks starting on March 22nd, so day we record here, where you go to their website, you put in your pre-order. There's a limit of two per, but they have no sellouts. So there isn't a limited amount. And if you put that pre-order in, you're going to get it eventually. I say eventually mm-hmm. because usually for international sellers... I'm getting mine a month or two after I see them starting to show up to people in the U S and I'm okay with that. Like my April took forever to come and Mm -hmm. that is in part due to the container issue and all that. But NECA is good on their word. They show up and they show up just packed perfectly with these custom bubble wraps around them to preserve the boxes. So even inside, so it's a box inside of a box and inside that box is this just awesome bubble wrap that is custom to the box and shape and size. And so it's perfectly wow. protected. And so all of them that have shown up from NECA show up like that. My April, my token Razor, the the Casey Jones two pack. And so as a as an international consumer, you pay a little bit extra than you would at say Target or up here at EB. But ultimately to guarantee, and this right now is the only way to get these. And to get that like giant VHS pack, it's the only way to do it. And so if you're a fan at all of these turtles, make sure to order this. Put the money down, tuck it away. They take the credit card payment right away. By the time you get this figure, it feels like it's for free. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because like you might get it four months later or whatever, and it shows up and you're like, sweet, I paid this off four or five months ago. This is basically a free figure. And you have all this um, just just amazing plastic in front of you at that point. So it's just, you go to their international website, the NECA store, just do it, guys. Go out there if you're going to pull the trigger, because these are hard to find, or will be hard to find, if at all, and you're paying a major premium. They've done and gone back and actually are re-releasing the token Razor as well during the same window for those that missed that original push of those figures from their website and haven't been able to find them at retail. And so yeah. there you go, man. You can complete a lot of secret of the use out. Toko Razor for turtles, the accessory pack. It's gonna cost you a few bucks, but you can get it yeah. done in these next in two within these two weeks. March twenty second plus two weeks. That is your limit. And the good thing with these figures is just that even if you weren't a big fan of the second movie, you know the the turtles are just just their look is just such an iconic look, and they just look so great on on your shelf. Mm-hmm. I think even like with my my one quarter it. I look at those probably more than a lot of my hot toys just because of just how beautiful they look and mm-hmm. just the textures on, on the plastic to, to kind of simulate the, the kind of turtle, turtle skin and stuff. They're, they're just beautiful, beautiful figures. They're really, really great. Mm-hmm. And turtles, like, I, they, I mean, just from my experience, just certain lines have released turtle figures and just how difficult it has been for me to get hold of them. Um, even with the Super 7s, like I really wanted to get the whole Super 7 line. It was just so difficult after missing those initial um, releases to get hold of them. So definitely recommend to anybody who who has any interest in, in Turtles or any kind of good 
quality figures to, to take a look at these and yeah definitely put down put down a pre-order on them because they're definitely worth it yeah yeah and then even if you're not a fan of those 90s early 90s films they're doing the tmnt cartoon lines which they continue just to add more and more and more figures to i've stayed away from it because they're putting on average like 15 figures a year out it's crazy how big that line is right now and then they're also doing the mirage comics version of the turtles and then they've also stepped into now the more modern side of things they just released the first look at the last ronin tmnt figure from the comic book that just dropped over the last year or so and so there's that out there do you dip your toe into any of these other turtle lines and will you get that i sent it to troy and he said "Ah, i can't do it man i can't do it but that last ronin figure Oh, last running for hundred percent. I have to own that. Like I have to get that one. I mean, they they announced that. I think Playmates also announced yes a last running figure around the same time. But I mean, there's no comparison like that. NECA version is just is <laughs> just so beautiful, and it's. I mean, the Playmates doesn't look anything like the one in the comic book anyway. It's just mm-hmm. just the outfit really. Yeah, it's um, a version. It's one. in their in their scale and in their universe. What their last yeah. run would look like. And this is the NECA one is a pretty accurate representation, I think. Yeah. But I mean, like people are posting, I think there was, uh, Jared was also posting pictures of a, a statue on, on Twitter saying like he'd like to pick up that statue and it looked great. But like that NECA, just having an articulated last Ronin turtle is, is a must, man. It just looks so good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't. The cartoon ones are actually the ones that are uh, much easier to get here. I do see them in the stores, and basically, like there's every every single character from every mm-hmm. single comic book episode they're releasing, um, and they do look good. But for me, I do really like those those movie versions, and you know, I like the the kind of the Super Seven ones just because they are, you know, a, a version of the the toys that I collected yeah. as as a kid. So it kind of brings back that memory too. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch the cartoon, but I'm not so big on the the kind of cartoon look uh, NECA NECA releases as much. But I mean, like some of the other ones I've seen, like the Shredder, that Super Shredder is, again, that's another absolutely beautiful looking figure. It's It's so great. Like the purples and the shadows and Mm -hmm. the the silvers on that just look absolutely amazing. So that would be another one to get to put next to your... uh, Secret of the Used Turtles. Yeah, I've got the Super Shredder, man. It's awesome. There's yeah. also like a darker version, right? I yeah. don't know what's... There's an exclusive version. Like a... Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure exactly like... what it... It's like a shadow variant, it's called. Like a shadow variant, yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I don't but have I just like one. the purple one. Yeah. I like the original release. Just the colors on that are, are fantastic. Yeah, and they've actually announced... I don't know exactly when it finds its way into stores, but there is a small, like the human-sized version. You know, in Seer of the Ooze, he's got like more of a purple costume, a bit more representative and reflection of what he was in the cartoon, that kind of deeper purple, where in like yeah. the original 1990 film, it's like a maroon kind of. Maroon, yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they're re-releasing that figure, I think with the buzzsaw helmet too that he does at the start of the film. Like, shh, shh, so good, man. So oh, good. <laughs> guys, man, you guys got to go check out those films. You haven't watched them. Um, one other thing that I want to talk about here on the NECA side is, did you, did you ever watch uh, Gargoyles? 94, 97, that, the TV show, the Disney TV show? It was, it, I mean, it's so kind of familiar. should have been in our wheel. I watched it, but I don't remember it as much as I should because that 94 to 97 time frame for me was some of like my formative, slightly older 
cartoon years. Like I'm kind of bouncing in around like 10 years old or so. And NECA has put out like this huge line of these gargoyle figures. And the first one, Goliath, like the big purple, huge wing. Do you, you're nodding your head. Did you just look them up? Can you, do you remember? I just show? looked them up on, on here. Yeah. I do remember. I do remember the show uh, as a kid, to be honest. I don't, I think I watched a little bit, but just, it's, the, the story doesn't, it's not hitting me. Um, mm-hmm. But the characters do look familiar. It's, it's, it's such a cool look. And I wish I had a nostalgic connection to that show the same way I do Ghostbusters and the Turtles, because I would definitely jump into these because they went from having just this Goliath figure, which is on a lot of people's top 10 figures of 2021. And they subsequently now announced basically the rest of the good guys with Bronx and Hudson and Lexington, Broadway, Brooklyn, this, the between, I think it was Toysh's was announcing most of these. And so this is all their, what they neck had passed them along to announce, but this line looks unbelievable, but yeah. it's, it's just not there for just me. Just looking at the pictures. It's just like, I do remember the show and I don't mm. think it was, it ran for very long. I remember like four. Um, I remember seeing it on TV, but I just don't remember. I, I think I remember at the time it being semi-popular. And I think it's one of those ones that people who did watch it would probably have a very strong yeah. kind of nostalgic connection with it. Whereas, and it's funny with the toy line, because looking at it, it's it seems like the toys actually go for a slightly more realistic look than the actual kind of mm-hmm. cartoony, yeah. cartoony look. So it makes me wonder if people will like that or will that people, turn them off from what i'm hearing people are all over these things like anyone that had okay. any sort of affinity or nostalgia connection to it which i would be lying if i said i did because i i think it's available on disney plus maybe so it might be worth a rewatch but man these figures are pretty badass so they're, they're really filling out that line and then last thing here on NECA, they're they're doing this program it's in conjunction with or partnership with Target. It's called Holothon. And it is a four-week, I think starting this week, maybe, maybe next week. It's a four-week scheduled reveal of NECA figures that is set to take place and they'll be dropping in Target. But also for us international folks, they've provided an option. Holothon.com will be able to actually order these through. So they're going to be doing Back to the Future, TMNT, Gargoyles, Gremlins, all these reveals of all these properties they have over the next month to to celebrate this partnership with Target. So they'll be dropping in Target, but also, like I said, will us international folks will be able to get a hold of them. So look out for some more reveals coming from NECA over the next month and make sure... You pick your neck of focus and you you just get into it because don't don't be like Ian guys don't live with regret <laughs> don't live with regret when it comes to NECA. dude you missed that you missed the number one NECA, uh announcement did you see the Elton John have you seen that I have not seen it do they are they doing that dude that's amazing they're doing an Elton John NECA figure and it's a full fabric outfit what and it comes with a piano like it comes with Get out a scaled here. piano. <laughs> Is he in a like Dodgers outfit? Yeah, yeah. Dodgers <laughs> outfit, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. And that to be amazing. honest, that piano is like, humongous. There's no, that comes with uh, it. Man, it must be absolutely massive. It must be huge. It comes with like a yeah, baseball bat and the whole piano. But it's just the the fact that they've gone with a full fabric outfit That's for amazing. this one. It's like a 
Oh yeah. Uh, glittery. It's <laughs> tight. It's tight. That's that's what makes the fabric work. It's not loose. Yeah. It's not hanging off like a wrestling figure. Wow, that's amazing. Those face sculpts are yeah, really I good. don't know. Just just for how great it looks, it just seems like it's one that I'm even considering considering picking up just for the display aspect of it. It does look pretty cool. NECA out there changing the game. Who's going out and getting the full license to do Elton John figures? NECA is. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. And there's also, I guess, the Universal Mummy stuff I didn't really mention. The Turtles Mummy crossover stuff that's kind of weird. <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's how to, le- how to they, leverage two to different their, uh, <laughs> I think they they announced a Tutankhamun um sargophagus with the yeah, mummy accessory set. that looks really good as well yeah it's a, yeah, it's a mummy really accessory good. set and i think there's a gremlins accessory set as well oh uh, well the gremlins the gremlins the actual gremlins figures that you can get the slightly slight larger scale ones mm-hmm. um come with so many accessories as it is like i almost picked up one around christmas time i think i, I kind of sent a, showed a photo to you guys and it's just like the amount of different mm-hmm. accessories that you get for the variations of of display possibilities is 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 insane and yeah yeah, NECA they're really good at that I mean they've been around for a lot longer than people might realize and Mm -hmm. you know they've been making quality figures for so long yeah they just really gained a lot of popularity at least that I can see over the last couple of years with some of these big big lines like your TMNT line has become a very important line for them and now getting to this gargoyles and the universal monsters always been a big thing and they they've done it like that if you look at how many predators they've done They've probably done over a hundred predators. Different oh yeah, the aliens versions. and the predators yeah. are ridiculous amounts. Yeah. And doing... they do re- they re-release them like they have kind of special editions with better paintwork yeah. and um, yeah, like I've got a lot of the the spacesuit uh, characters from Alien and Aliens mm-hmm. um, uh, from no from Alien um, and yeah they've re- they re-release those with better head sculpts and uh, interchangeable heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're they're actually really good. Yeah, and it's figures that I've had in the past. Like I had like a Master Chief in the past, and I didn't even realize that was a NECA figure. Mm -hmm. Like there were so many figures that they were releasing at one point, people didn't even realize they were actually by NECA. No, and their branding is sometimes pretty subtle on the packaging. Like you actually have to go look for it. Like it's usually on like the back and this. Like it's it's not super obvious at times, Um, because that's another thing that they really focus on is their card art is incredible. Like the Back to the Future figures, like I'm loving what they're doing there, but these are like Velcro open fronts and all the boxes are themed to the movie that the figures are from. It's my, I've been giving them to my dad because they're, they're slightly more expensive than the turtles, but they're just fantastic. And the thing that most figure lines usually struggle with at this scale is the face sculpts and the paint apps to make the figures look real. And the earlier Back to the Future figures do suffer from this a little bit, um, where the yeah. turtles don't because it's a puppet or it's a creature or whatever, right? Um, but as they've progressed, their paint apps are are doing a lot better on human figures. Like their first oh, Marty yeah. figure. I mean, isn't if you great. look at the you look at the, the the original Alien, there's the Kane and Dallas figures that they re-released and just compare the two different head sculpts. It's it's amazing just to see yeah. that difference. And I've got the original ones. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to to kind of exchange those for mm-hmm. the for the newer versions. And it shows, I mean, like these figures, the alien ones that I have, uh, I've had them for ages. For they're pretty old, and it just shows. Like I had a issue with them because I kept them in their shells, their um, plastic shells, 
I didn't open them. And I made the mistake because we have the humidity here in, mm. in summer. And because they were in a cupboard, they got so hot that the paint melted on, oh, wow. on a couple of them. And yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it was upsetting. Like they, they kind of got, got ruined some of them. Um, but it just showed that the the amount of paint, paint that goes onto these figures, just for those details and the weathering and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that was, I mean, these these figures are what over ten years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just shows that now, with them improving, it just shows the quality that they they can achieve with their their, their paint application and their detailing on these figures. Pretty wild, man. Guys, get into NECA. Get into NECA. And if you're not going to get into NECA, you surely have to get into Marvel Legends because this is my <laughs> by far my favorite line that is at least modern line outside some of this NECA stuff, of course. And they continue to announce stuff. Now, I'm going to rattle off some stuff here, and then we're just going to circle back and talk about some of these releases. They did a fan first Monday. So this past Monday released a whole bunch of new figures for what will what will be coming out in 2022 with pre-orders even going up, um, I believe today. So they're doing a Spidey event. So all for all you Spidey collectors out there, this is going to be a big year for you because this is the 60th anniversary of Spider-Man. And so Marvel Legends, along with with Marvel, have announced this beyond amazing event that's going to be continuing all the way throughout the year, celebrating Spider-Man and really celebrating the fact that a lot of the boys here in the Northern are be going broke buying all these Spider-Man figures. Damn. And they, they started yeah. the onslaught by announcing a Rhino on retro card to an updated Rhino that is one of these, I'm assuming it's one of the big like Kingpin style retro cards. It's got a future foundation, stealth suit Spider-Man. Um, building not only on the Spider-Man event, they are continuing with the X-Men and diving into that part of the universe, specifically focused around the cartoons with these VHS Sets coming out on top of the Wolverine Jubilee Mr. Sinister they announced. They revealed the Storm that will be accompanying them there. And then they'll also be celebrating the 20th anniversary of Marvel Legends with a Cap, Hulk, and Iron Man, the Toy Biz style figures that are coming out here. And they will also be doing, with that 20th anniversary celebration, the 20th of every month, they're going to be re- revealing a new Marvel Legend every single month for this year. And this, this one that they revealed this past week was blue marvel so a character that has found some footing back in the comic books over the last couple of years a character that i'm convinced is going to be in the mcu sooner rather than later and then he also comes in a big set of the first comic wave of 2022 which will include blue marvel and iron man alex ross style we've got speedball madam hydra u.s agent thor and quake one thing i want to point out here guys marvel legends usually gives us a little bit of an insight as to what's going to happen next in the mcu and so madam hydra u.s agent a bit of a divergent thor so it leaves blue marvel and quake out there as being characters that we may see more of yes we've already seen daisy johnson agent of the shield but you go back and look at characters like hellcat that was introduced in daredevil you go Iron Fist was dumped out in a comic wave before the show was even announced. And so this often gives us some insight. So I think Blue Marvel and Quake are the ones we may or may not see. Quake maybe in Secret Invasion. Blue Marvel maybe Fantastic Four or something like that. So that's just a prediction. But Ian, that was a huge list of Marvel Legends. Talk to, me, talk to me about some of these before we get into what will be the MCU side of things. Just a small reveal. These are all comic versions 
of uh, yeah, Netflix man, like revealed, that they have revealed. I think like last time I was on the show, I was talking about cutting back on the smaller scale stuff, focusing <laughs> on the big scale, and yeah, that's that's not going to happen. Like with some of these reveals, um, even recently, I've just been picking up some of the the uh, Marvel Legends and just how much I love like some of the the newer releases and. Man, some of these announcements, like that Rhino just looks absolutely amazing. And the fact that it was so hard to get the Build-A-Figure version, um, and I, I just don't have that. You know, I do like this this newer version that they're, they're releasing, so I want to try and pick up that. That Future Foundation Stealth Spidey just looks incredible too, man. Just such a beautiful-looking <laughs> figure. And any, any of those Spidey figures, like I have to pick them up just because the ones I've been picking up, or the, the more recent releases, just how how great they look just for mm-hmm. that that's kind of lower price point compared to that, that the mafic stuff uh, and how fun they are just to, to play around with and pose up and stuff so definitely definitely gonna jump on those two um the vhs style ones the comic book style ones like i don't know how i feel about those because i was really excited about the wolverine and even even i thought jubilee looked pretty good and i I haven't been able to get hold of them. They haven't had pre-orders go up here uh, just yet. But yeah, with the storm release, like I don't know, it's they've kind of it's put me off a little bit. The the kind of paint app on that storm, mm. I just I just wonder how well they will display with other figures because they are very kind of unique. They're quite stylized yeah. with those added shadows, and she looks great. I mean, she's just like this bright white. She's got this massive. 90s hairstyle and it, it just looks looks like what you had in the cartoon but i don't know i think i might just stick with the the regular mm-hmm. looking um classic versions because just because they they go better with yeah the collection that i already have well it seems like that vhs um, they're they're almost creating another line like the retro spidey line right where yeah it's they're doing a little different and it's it's of a piece of something like a subset inside of marvel legends almost yeah i think the selling point of those is that that box and just yeah. the, the display options that so you get with those cool. it does they do look really really nice they look really good but i've got the feeling like if i get one of those i want to get all of them mm-hmm. so it might be a <laughs> good option just not to get one <laughs> to start pick, with. pick and choose your battles my friend <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, some of the other ones that they they announced, I wasn't too interested. The the next wave wasn't super interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, even with US Agent, like the US Agent, just looks a bit like a, it's a bit of a kind of just a repaint. Yeah. Um, of the is it the Crave Captain America? It kind of looks very similar to that. And you know that's one of the Captain Americas that I see in stores here, just filling yeah. the shelves. Like people don't really pick up that one. Well, I, I do get uh, happy about when they do these releases like this because it gives me a moment to breathe because we just got the yeah. Strange Wave and the No Way Home Wave because I'm an MCU collector. So I like that they have acknowledged and continue to really cater to both sides where you get an MCU wave. And we're going to talk about what the next MCU What If wave is going to be Disney+. Plus, and then you get a comics wave. And so it kind of gives you a little bit of break as it as it goes out. And I, I appreciate that. There's still a little mixing, which is okay, but I appreciate when I have a minute to breathe. And so I don't need Hasbro to come at me every single Marvel fan first, whatever day of the week it is, and give me a brand new wave that 
is made for me. Like this was made for the combo guys and I'm cool with that. Like run yeah. with that. Give me, you know, a couple hundred dollar break <laughs> for the first part here and then do this next big reveal, which is the Disney plus MCU figures. Um, they only revealed the build a figure, which is the infinity Ultron from what if, which is pretty damn cool. And they yeah, confer- it doesn't look like a legends to me. It looks, I mean, even like the plastic and stuff, it just looks, I think that's a the render. Quality of it maybe you're looking at, but oh, is that, that's that what it is? The render? Uh, okay. Probably a render. Yeah. But the thing that's cool about that is that it's, part of another disney plus wave which will include hawkeye and kate bishop and they also tease that it'll likely include moon knight figures and maybe multiple moon knight figures probably kind of him the costume and then him the suit would be my guest my guess sorry for those and then maybe a couple others miss marvel uh what else we got maybe a she hulk in there or something to that effect or maybe multiple disney plus waves but it really gets me thinking do i have to go back and get the what if figures now because i really want this infinity ultron and (laughs) Like I had drawn a line saying like the what if isn't live action MCU, so I don't I don't need to get them. But now that Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness is seemingly canonizing to a degree, and they said it's canon, but they're actually gonna leverage pieces of that, it looks like, like the Captain Carter, the evil Doctor Strange, some mm-hmm. other elements of that. Like, do I do I Ian, do I need to get into it? And and also what do you what are your thoughts on this build a figure? Uh man, I don't know. It's a it's a tough one. I think for you, then maybe maybe you got to get it. I think I, what I'm thinking right now is that they are they are peg warming here. There's a lot of them hanging out, with the exception of the the zombie cap, which I do have. So but you don't have the you had the Captain Carter, right? No, I didn't get the Captain Carter. No. Oh, I thought I thought you had that. I was going to, but I, then I, I decided not to because I drew a line. I said, you know, Captain America's my dude. This is technically an MCU Captain America. I can I can go over the line for that. But all the rest of them, I don't want to do because I said, oh, I got the minifigs and that. But I think yeah, I, I probably have wait. To do I it. mean, like stuff like a Captain Carter. I think with the Captain Carter, they're gonna release a live action yeah. version of it. So, you know, I guess there's no rush. And as you said, they're kind of peg warmers. So they're they're not difficult to no. find. I think the Infinity Ultron is would is just nice as a display piece. It just yeah. looks. I might be looks okay great. to stand on. I mean, okay. like Hot Toys. Hot Toys even announced one. And that looks insane. It's it looks so cool, absolutely man. incredible. Okay, you've talked me off the cliff. You've talked me off the cliff. I can do it as a, a single display piece. I'm going to run with that for now. Until <laughs> things, until they go down a half price, I can start pulling the trigger on them. <laughs> Build my watcher. Yeah. But even even when I saw that Captain Carter was going to pop up, and I did really like her in the wife. So I have been actually looking out for a Captain Carter. I think if I see it for a good price. They're expensive um, here. and Because I'm, I'm not a completionist one. with the, which one? the style suit one. Yeah, it's here. But it's like 40 bucks here. Expensive. That, oh, so that's the darker, the darker. Yeah, it's version. like the uh, Winter Soldier version. Of, yeah, of Captain Carter. I feel like she's a figure that I have to get just because I'm British. It's yeah, kind of just so. anything with the Union Jack on it. I feel like I have to get that figure. <laughs> you do, you do. <laughs> <laughs> just the fact I've got like a Captain Britain, and it's just like I know I don't never read Captain Britain, but I've I've got him. <laughs> you do, you do, you do. And then the only other reveals that are coming out of of the Hasbro side of things is for Thor love and thunder. I guess Hasbro mm-hmm. and Lego here. And that's a movie that we are actually anticipating a trailer from this week, but it, it hasn't dropped as of this recording. And so if it does drop, we will review it next week, but we got our first official look, I believe at Thor Korg and Natalie Portman's Jane Foster Thor. And then some Lego pieces with the goat boat 
and the first look at Christian Bale's God Butcher in mini Lego form or mini fig form. So kind of confirming all of the poster art that we've seen with the very different looking Thor and then the costume with the blonde Jane Foster very much uh, pulling from that foundational material, that source material inside of the comic books. And then we're also getting the goat boat, which we're, those are where the comics are familiar with. And also Mjolnir back together, back together. You and I walked a very similar path with this thought process for Mjolnir because I don't think any of us realized until we saw this that Mjolnir actually doesn't exist in the proper MCU timeline anymore because the one that is an endgame and that Captain America eventually runs off with was one they brought from the past. And Ragnarok actually took apart Mjolnir. So it looks like Natalie Portman is going to put this together. And that's represented on some of the play or the ally or the whatever you call it, the kids play action toys. In yeah. here and even the Lego, I think, is a bit representative of that as well. I think the figure arts is the best one to look yes, at. the figure arts, figures band, too. The Bandai we're figure arts, like that one, has a really kind of close up image of mm. it, and you see all the little cracks. So yeah. it's it's obviously pieces that have been stuck back together somehow. Mm. So, yeah, but I think, cool. I think my my the way I looked at it with the the for me, like, I when I watched it, is it in, in Endgame? It was just that idea that Thor takes the hammer away from the past and i always questioned you know is, has he created a new timeline by doing that I and so. i always thought, felt like it was never answered and then i remember cap having the hammer at the end um and i just thought he was just using it like he was using that to return the stones because mm. you know it's a, it's a weapon that he can use now and thor's given it to him and then it made me realize no what he's doing he's returning it yeah. like he has to return all those different things so he's taking it back to the past yeah, exactly. And yeah, that made it really interesting to to see that we have have it coming back uh, with Natalie Portman's character. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to start seeing this stuff, which means we're getting ever so closer to a trailer and also what will inevitably be Marvel Legends reveals. So it looks like they're really going to lean into Thor and Natalie Portman's Jane Foster Thor and Korg, again, being all figures that we'll likely get in our first line. The God Butcher, Valkyrie, of course, who we do see on this lady Lego set as well. So it's this is a big movie, big cast. The Guardians are going to be at the start of this. And seeing the Lego and seeing these soap bottle dolls that they usually put out, I don't know who buys these, but uh, someone <laughs> does. <laughs> and then some of the live action and the, the figure arts, like you said. So we shouldn't be too far off a, a Legends reveal and, and more from Thor Love and Thunder. So I love seeing a bit of insight here, official insight into this movie which uh, is, is starting to gain momentum here um, even before we, we get to Multiverse of Madness and that. So pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. It's interesting that they're releasing them so early. I'm, I was actually quite surprised with the drops. And they all came around the same time. It comes out in July, And even man. from Figure Arts, because Figure Arts, are, are, they are official. Um, they have official licensing. Yeah. And usually with the Figure Arts, they are usually pretty spot on with the accuracy, the mm -hmm. screen accuracy. So, you know, we are getting very clear looks of what these suits are going to look like yeah and what these characters are going to be like and it's quite interesting they've taken that direction where we're getting full costume reveals before we even see anything from the movie yeah we're like yeah, it's, four it's or five months four or five months out from it right like five months it's july it comes out so it's i feel like this movie should be further out but it's it's actually only a couple of months after multiverse of madness right like two months after so yeah Pretty wild. So blonde, blonde Portman. That's all I. That's all I care about. Natalie Portman with blonde hair. Yeah, 
happy days. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. And so there's there's a bit of a roundup for the toys. You know, that's not everything that was released. And McFarlane's actually doing their own thing, I believe, the 25th to the 27th, so this coming weekend. And so there's going to be more reveals to talk about that's actually going to carry a heavier burden on, on some of the guys here in the nerd room when uh, Todd McFarlane, Uncle Todd himself, gets out there and starts chucking out wave after wave after wave of of McFarland. So look forward to that next week. But man, you know, we've been talking toys for a good amount of time here and we got to finish this episode off talking about what we actually picked up this week. And we're going to head over to our weekly collecting segment with our week in nerd. All right, Ian, this is my favorite segment and I hope it's yours. We get to talk a little bit about how we relieved that plastic anxiety that we carry around with us each and every week. So it's been a minute since you've been on on this segment, but what have you been uh, picking up here? And, you know, what have you been doing in Nerd? Oh, man, yeah. Well, it's been on and off for me because I've been quite busy. Um, and that's kind of had an effect in the way that sometimes I just feel to relieve some stress, I've got to pick up some plastic. Nice. And, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good good few weeks i had some good news because i i don't know recently i've had a bit of bad luck with with figures and having stuff come in that's been damaged you know has had the sentinel uh peter b parker from spider-verse and he's he had duplicate parts uh i got the hasbro's i got the marvel legends 20th anniversary captain america came in and that had like a big paint splodge on his face and (laughs) yeah i mean that was kind of put me down a little bit but it kind of had a good effect in the end because Hasbro Japan and uh, Sentinels distributors have both basically uh, replaced those, those figures and gave me, um, which is really good. I mean, it made me really happy. And I think it showed that these companies are really caring about their customer service and, and getting these out to people. So it was nice to get those actually out of their boxes and, and open. Uh, On Instagram, you might have seen, I got the, the art of the Mandalorian for season two and i absolutely love those books man they're so such great books the first one was is incredible and second one was just as good with so much cool concept art in there so that was really nice to get um i picked up after speaking to troy i got the uncanny x-men marvel legends rogue Mm. Uh, that just came in very recently so i've got to crack that open and um yeah looking forward to adding that to my mafix x-men um, I also got this one, which is pretty cool. Won't be able to see it for listeners, but this is the Mafex, oh, the nice. Dark Knight Returns armored Batman. It's huge. And that kind of dropped out of the blue. It's, it looks really cool. I really love those those Batman releases. So looking forward to getting that on on display. Uh, and yeah, I was also talking to you about like I had a weird moment where I was watching some some guys on YouTube opening some cards and some autograph cards and uh, some trading cards and stuff. And it kind of got me thinking back to, <laughs> to my past. I think I've talked to you in the past about the Jurassic Park tops cards, which yeah. I completed. And they bring back so so many great memories just going through these card racks at these secondhand stores, trying to find that that one card with my little brother. Uh, but the first the first card line that I got into was the actually the Batman 89 um, tops cards that came with like a pink bubble gum in there. And it was like every Sunday I used to go in swimming with my dad. And after swimming, we'd go to the newsagent and pick up a pack of these cards. 
And it's my earliest memory of kind of trading cards and and uh, one of my earliest kind of memories of, you know, sharing a love for a movie with with my dad. So, yeah, just out of the blue online, someone was selling some of these tops cards from the 89 Batman movie. So, yeah, they're pretty old and they were, you know, they're packed, they're sealed. And, yeah, I just picked them up and, yeah, I'm going to try and uh, maybe make a little video of me opening those so people can see. Card but just be interesting to to see what memories it brings back. I hope it has that same that same smell when you open that pack. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's been a long time, but I hope hope it's still there. Uh, so yeah, it's that's going to be an exciting thing to do. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you can do with that. I'm, I have I have also, I've too also ventured into watching a lot of card break. I don't collect cards. I haven't for since I was a kid, but it's just I love watching it being open. Like it's so fun. Yeah. For me, like there's there's not really many display options with them because you get so many cards. Mm. But I guess for me, I just wanted to just have that hit of kind of yep. nostalgia when I open them and see some of those cards and and recognize them because yep. I had the whole collection. So every single card that I'm gonna see in that those packs, I'm gonna recognize. That's so cool. So yeah, that should be should be pretty fun. Awesome. Uh, other than that, yeah, it's just been because I've been working. I've just been trying to fit in some some TV watching. Uh, the boys, Carlos and Troy, got me onto Ozark. I watched like the first two seasons, just binging that, and I wasn't really sold on it. I thought it was it was okay. People kind of compared to Breaking Bad, and I just didn't feel it had that same level of development and story writing. And then, yeah, I finished the third season, and man, it was so good. Like it was so freaking good. So <laughs> yeah, I was just hooked, and then I just couldn't stop. So I'm supposed to be working on a on a dissertation for my studies, and instead I'm watching Ozark every every moment I can. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, I watched the fourth season. I basically watched it almost in a day yesterday. Just went through it, and I didn't realize it was only a part one. So I was expecting to reach the finale, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna get to this finale, and I can concentrate on my work. And then <laughs> it gets to the end, it's like end of part one i'm like what where's, where's the rest of it but Excellent. uh yeah even that season that the performances in that are insane i recommend anybody give that a watch and if you haven't and, and definitely stick with it because it does start slow not that much i feel happens over the first two seasons it's a bit samey but once it's that third season and once you kind of have that connection with the characters it's uh it's a fantastic show it is really 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 good Awesome. Awesome. It's been one that's been on the, the watch list for me. Just haven't just haven't made the time to get into. I'm too busy watching Pam and Tommy, if I'm being honest with you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had support my man Sebastian Stan, Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier here. So that's why I'm Yeah, watching. I'm gonna have to give that a watch after talking to you about it. We'll have to see some moments that you talked about were quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, for something that for something that airs on Disney Plus up here in Canada. <laughs> well, it's Star Plus, but inside the Disney Plus app, like there's a big Disney Plus symbol up in the top right corner when you're seeing stuff that you usually wouldn't see on uh, on a Disney branded content. So <laughs> they're venturing <laughs> out there. But yeah, for yeah. me, it is a pretty quiet week in plastic. Um, next week won't be. I made a big Marvel Legend purchase. I'm super excited about. It. I'm just waiting for it to arrive in the mail. It should arrive tomorrow or Thursday. 
So, oh man, it was it was an exhilarating ride, but I'm going to save that story until next week. But I did pick up some more Marvel Legends. I did venture back to my Walmart, and they had restocked the rest of the Multiverse of Madness wave. So I'd managed to pick up the Doctor Strange, the proper version, the blue and red version here. Oh, nice. Which I can confirm is different than the No Way Home version that just came out a month or so ago. So the head sculpt is very similar. The hair is a little different. But his entire costume, for the most part, I haven't taken a super close look at it, but it looks fairly different. Um, the robe and all is is not the same sculpt, I don't think. Um, I am going to do a video and unboxing, and I'll do I will do a closer comparison. And then I also got the other Doctor Strangers available in that wave, and that is the astral form. So it's a translucent blue translucent wow. version. I can confirm that the astral form is the same sculpt as the No Way Home version of Doctor Strange. So that's how they've kind of gotten around that in this wave. I think it might be relevant for the movie. Um, He might come right out of No Way Home into this astral form, or it may have been Hasbro's way of not giving you the exact same Doctor Strange twice, one just being translucent and the other not. So interesting. It comes with a genie lamp, which I don't know what that means for the movie. Yeah, maybe some spoilers there. Might yeah, be going on. so don't know what's going on there. Just but based I will on the up... outfits that they're wearing, you could probably make some predictions. Yeah, yeah so see, yeah, it's either uh, Hasbro being a bit cheeky and saying, okay, we're not going to give you the same Doctor Strange in the wave twice, one translucent, one not, and we're just going to take the Doctor Strange version from the previous wave and do that. Or there may be a leap to make inside here. I don't remember ever seeing a lamp in any of the trailers, so um like a true proper genie lamp like from aladdin so don't know don't know we'll have to see here so that completes out the mcu five figures i need for this and there's two comic book figures with a couple of the build a figure pieces that i'm gonna need to source because i'm not paying 35 bucks for an arm of rintar or whatever his name is (laughs) rintrar yeah rintrar i don't know I'm terrible with names, but yeah, so it's pretty quiet for me. It's it's Marvel Legends focus, and I cannot wait to talk about, I will talk both about in a video and show them off on our YouTube channel, but yeah. Dude, aren't you, you're going to have to a, buy a new shelving unit, aren't you? To, to, I for, counted for yesterday. Delivery. Yeah, well, I counted yesterday, and including those figures, I'll have almost 180 MCU Marvel Legends on display. That's insane. <laughs> That's madness. <laughs> and I'm missing like 50 figures still. That's crazy. Like, how crazy For is that? For me, living here, like, I just have no... I just don't get to see all of those releases. Like, it just it just blows my mind that they even exist. That's, in, that's madness. Yeah, this is a collection I've been building since 2014. Was when I started collecting with the Winter Soldier Wave. And that was kind of like the re... Like, the revamping of that line into, like, these window boxes away from the... the bubble card backs and all that um and so i've actually drawn a line for myself at 2012 that's where i'm gonna that's from there forward is what my mcu marvel legend stuff is gonna be um there is stuff that comes out before that but it's really expensive and really hard to get um so 2012 forward and that i'm still short like probably like 40 to 50 figures um as i've been collecting through this so yeah it's been crazy there's over 200 mcu marvel legends (laughs) That's you'd insane. never know that yeah. like if you th- if you thought about it right you'd never think there's that many but there's a there's a lot of figures out there. i don't think i have a single one 
What am I? Yeah, I got all coming. <laughs> My goal is to have every Venom. single one. 2012 forward from Avengers forward to have every single MCU Marvel legend at some point. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but I put a big dent in it this past week, uh, which like I, I just said, kind of like, just just the displaying of them is is I mean is the is it also a challenge? You're gonna have mm-hmm. to make some space. Have you have you got space? <laughs> I have to add another <laughs> shelf onto my wall. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. That makes sense. The, okay. the pace that they're coming out, it's like I use these like long black Ikea shelves um, that mm-hmm. are relatively narrow, but the pace of things are coming out, I'm using a shelf a year. And so this will be the last shelf I'm going to be able to put on this wall, and I got to figure out another solution for these figures. Yeah. So I got one wow. more year. 2023, I got to rethink my Marvel Legends display. <laughs> Dude. MCU content's not slowing down, man. It's speeding it's up. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's speeding up. This is scary, man. I don't know where what I'm going to do here, but I'll, I'll be a collector on this stuff for life. I'll have every single one at some point. Hey, guys. Tim here. I have to apologize. I got so wrapped up in the plastic and the toys that I completely forgot about our listener section for our weekend nerd. I saw all of your posts and I'm so thankful you took the time to do that. And I do apologize for missing out on it here. We will cover it next week in our weekend nerd. So be sure to tune into that and have an awesome weekend. We'll talk to you guys later. It's about time to call it here for, for this week's episode. Lots of plastic, which I I've always love having these toy conversations, man. So much fun. I could talk for freaking hours about about toys and and we don't even like get our hands on anything these are just reveals so look out for more content more toy content because we love talking about it so much we've been you know really building out that youtube channel um ian's put a lot of effort into to rounding out the content there and we're starting to supplement with some other videos and other styles of videos we've been doing a lot of live streams lately there's two new live streams up there right now uh, i'm gonna unbox these strange figures and i got my big reveal for next week and Ian's got some stuff. Hopefully we can get him, convince him to do a little card break with some of those 89 boxes and that. And so some content up there that allows us to talk more toys and that um, with that visual added piece that, that really emphasizes the, uh, the experience or the joint experience of sharing the hunt with you guys. So head over there, give us a subscribe. And thanks to everyone that's done that. We got over that 300 subscriber mark this past weekend, which is what exactly what we were targeting for the end of February. So uh, we're continuing to build up there, and we hope that you guys, you know, if you have not given us a sub, just head over to YouTube, type in the Nerd Room Podcast, give us a subscribe there, help us build out that content, and we're having lots and lots of fun over there. And uh, yeah, man, if anyone wants to be a bigger part of these discussions or the show, you can always email us at nerdroom at gmail.com. You can find everything we do at the nerdroom.net. The hunt is real, and it's over on Instagram. You can see images of everything from some hot toys that Ian's got to the power of the force figures that we talked a few weeks ago and everything else in between is always up there over on Instagram at the nerd RM and Twitter. That's where all of us hang out. You can find us talking about everything stars, Marvel and DC every single day of the week. And our handles are at the end of the episode and dude, been a pleasure having these chats with you and thanks to everyone that has joined us this week. And we hope you come back and join us next week to talk more toys, more trailers, more movies, more whatever. We are here for it just to celebrate some nerds. So until then, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. And I'm Ian. And thank you so much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, 
and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from The Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.